0: Okay. Uh, all right. Let's get started. I feel like we're just too prepared. I don't know. I feel like we need. More, I need more warm up. But we're just. We could have started like <laughs> ten minutes ago. <laughs> I keep delaying. Could kind have of, didn't. I? All right. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast. Your one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussions throughout your week with your friends and with your family. My name is David Tremaine and I'm the minister of formation at Good Samaritan Episcopal Church in San Diego.
1: And I'm my little Sonia and I'm the youth minister here at St. Paul's Episcopal Cathedral.
2: I'm Charlotte Pressler and I'm the youth Missioner for the Episcopal Diocese of San Diego.
0: And welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast for the week of September 1st, proper 17 in year C. Uh, still making our way through the, the Gospel of Luke. Uh, we are so happy that you're back with us. And uh, hello to, uh, to you guys, to Maya and Charlotte. Um, this week we're talking about Jesus. Jesus, is, is a, in this week's Gospel, is attending a meal. So I mm-hmm. thought it would be nice if, uh, well, you know, actually Charlie thought it would be nice if we uh, <laughs> if we checked in with each other in terms of keeping with the theme, the meal theme. What what are some of your go to meals? Everybody has a go to meal or two, you know, something that whenever you're like, what should I make for dinner this week? I know I'm going to make this thing. So what are some of your go to meals? I want, I don't, I want to know what Jesus's go to meals were personally. Probably fish and something but uh what are what do you think
1: like it like
2: if we count his meals if i think they're like all fish and bread (laughs)
1: right
2: i actually have um two different books in my office right now one is called eating the bible and the other is like dining through the bible i can't see that one right now so we could at some point have a conversation about all of the meals and how that relates that's a
1: great idea but
2: but if uh, I'm honest, the reason why I said we should talk about that is because I totally wanted to talk about the chile rellenos I made last night. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I made this new recipe last night, um, which at my house, making a recipe means looking at the name of something and then deciding how you're going to make it yourself, mm-hmm. which is just how we roll. It's mm-hmm. always that we know how better how to do it than anybody else, or maybe it ends in disaster, <laughs> but one way or the other. And uh-huh. so I made chillerianos last night. Nice. Hey, Charlotte, you want to come over to my house and follow <laughs> some recipes? Well, Maya, we could, always, um, we could always do dinner together. That'd be fun. That would be fun. Podcast dinner. Maybe mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: we could record a podcast over dinner. That's <gasps> oh, good. super That'd fun. Be but ASMR. Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah, but no chewing into the microphone, please. Right. Some people are into that, okay?
0: Just intense <laughs> sounds. That's right. <laughs> Maya, what about you? What do you like to make?
1: Um, let's see. I like to make, what do I like to make? Um, well, okay. Truth be told, I still live with my parents. So my mother, thankfully makes a lot of our dinners. I mean, I make like breakfast and lunch, but dinner, she's usually got us covered. Um, my mom makes awesome paella. Not saying that's a go-to, but since she's Spanish, I'll just say that because I don't know. That sounds like a stereotype. Like, I don't know. That sounds like that'd be (laughs) correct. But we, when she has that when she makes it, we have leftovers mm-hmm. for like a week, and then that's the go-to. That's nice, um,
0: David.
2: What about you? What are you making?
0: Yeah, the thing that came to mind first was I like I love to make pasta <clears throat> and ravioli and like all of everything from scratch. So I make the pasta sauce and I make the pasta. We have like a like a crank pasta roller and and then we have like a ravioli form. And so you can, fun. you know, put together whatever kind of things you want filling wise. So, yeah. So we do that. Sometimes I'll make like bow tie pastas and dry them out. Sometimes I'll make spaghetti and like little, make little Nesso spaghetti and dry those for later in the week. It's fun. It's cause I like yeah. to bake. And so I like dough. And so when, so pasta is like the closest dinner thing to actually making dough. Cause you pretty much make <laughs> dough just with <laughs> eggs and flour.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. So, Maya, when we have podcast dinner, David's making pasta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. No, the From best scratch. pie I've ever had. He made lemon
1: meringue pie, and I was just in heaven. So mm-hmm. that's on you, David. Yes, thank you. For coming over. That's right. Good I, can make, I do like making pies. pies.
2: I feel like we could do a whole podcast on just what we like to cook.
0: Oh, for sure. Um, <laughs> but the, the, podcast, the podcast we are doing is the oh, Faith yes. to Go podcast. Mm-hmm. About uh, the
2: gospel.
0: About the gospel for this week that we hope uh, you take into your week of faith discussion or personal reflection, uh, or both. You know, I think it's great to reflect personally and then to bring that personal reflection into conversation with others. So, uh, like every week, the Faith to Go resources uh, on the Faith to Go website, myfaithtogo.org, are all based on this week's gospel from the Gospel of Luke. Uh, we would also love to hear from you. We want to know what your favorite recipes are. We want to know your questions about the gospel or about food. Uh, we're much more—we uh, have much more expertise in one of those than the other. Um, <laughs> but send them anyway. Uh, and so we—we we would love to hear about any and all of your faith questions, conversations, comments from your week of reflection and discussion. You can send those to us through the website. You can also subscribe to the website so you can comment on posts and things like that. You can contact us through uh, Instagram at faith2go, where we also put up polls and, and posts throughout the week for your to help your reflection on the gospel. And then you can email us faith2go at stpaulcathedral.org. So we'd love to hear from you. Uh, but now we're going to get into our discussion about this week's gospel. Uh, Again, proper 17 in year C, and it is Luke 14, verses 1, and then verses 7 to 14. So Charlotte is going to read the gospel, and then we're each going to take some time to highlight a point that we hope you take into your week of discussion or reflection.
2: Luke chapter 14, verse 1 and 7 through 14. On one occasion, when Jesus was going to the house of a leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal on the Sabbath, they were watching him closely. When he noticed how the guests chose the places of honor, he told them a parable. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not sit down at the place of honor in case someone more distinguished than you has been invited by your host. And the host who invited both of you may come and say to you, give this person your place. When you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors in case they may invite you in return, and you would be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed, because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous.
0: All right. Jesus' instructions on how to host a dinner party and or luncheon. Very important. Uh, I just i love that the word luncheon is in there. There's just something that's so <laughs> funny to me about that. Oh, man. Luncheon. Anyway, it's accurate. Uh, <laughs> so, um, interesting thing to note. We're in chapter 14. Um, the... Last week was we were in chapter thirteen, so we're just in the next chapter, and uh, Jesus is talking about. You know we're going to get into the pair of to the story itself, um, but he's talking about kind of customs that we may that still resonate with us today. I think I, I think ours our customs for weddings and banquets and things like that are different, obviously, than Jesus's, but. Close enough that there's not a whole lot of translation of like cultural expectations that we, I think we need we need to do. So I think it's, it would be good to just get into it. So uh, oh, I have the first point. So we're already. You have the first yeah, point. I just keep talking. Okay, so <laughs> um, <laughs> the point I wanted to make is that Jesus is not what Je- what the the um, meal that Jesus is currently. Attending is not a wedding banquet he 's at a meal for on the Sabbath, so it doesn't say Jesus was at a wedding banquet and now he's going to tell a story about wedding banquets. Jesus is introducing a different setting for this story to highlight a point, and therefore it 's a parable. what he 's talking about here is a wedding banquet, which is kind of which is one of jesus 's metaphors for a more cosmic Arena. It's got a more cosmic frame to it. And so my feeling about it is that he's inviting people to a recognition of a different kind of um, journey towards and source of glory, and especially one that incorporates a communal understanding of glory rather than an individual understanding of glory and exaltation. So what he... In the first example, he's talking about a person that goes to a wedding banquet and sits at the place, the, like number one seat is really like the, 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 the first seat, the first highest honorable seat uh, at this banquet, which is the, what would be like a very direct translation of it. And, and then the, the person that invites everybody comes and they're like, hey, you can't sit there. Go sit you know, at the last seat. Because by the time the, 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 in the person doing the invitation comes, everybody's already taken a seat, and the, the last seat is the only one that's going to be available to you because someone needs to take that highest seat. Um, so what he's talking about, I think, is this distinction with that and the second part, which is to take the lowest seat and be invited. It's more about that, that, the process of the invitation and the movement than actually, where you end up at the end, so that the first one is about f- us finding glory in terms of our social status over and against other people, so that our status is is contingent on the on lowering other people's status, mm-hmm. um, and I think that the second one, and so Jesus is is. Is contrasting that with an invitation to live into the kingdom of God, where the glory, the flow of the glory, is reversed, so that the glory doesn't come from me going out and finding it, but from God's invitation, that God's glory working through me, and God's invitation to to take part in a larger glory than my own, so that when it says at the end, uh, or at the end of that story be, sit at the last place so that when you are invited to the front, you will see, you'll have honor, uh, what does it say? You, you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. That word is actually, you will find, you will find glory. You will have glory in the presence of, is this word, which is like in the eyes of, like in front of, but in the eyes of those who sit at the table with you. So you will have glory in the eyes of those who you've been sitting with. So I think it's about being in solidarity with people and recognizing that when we are in solidarity with other people and we're in relationship with people, uh, the glory that we find through God is not one which glorifies us while recognizing the lack of glory in others, but a glory that recognizes not just my glory, but that the fact that we are all we are all taking part in God's glory. And so that the raising up of me is a raising up of everyone that I'm in community with, so that it's not an individual glorifying, like I'm going to get out of this place and go sit at the head of the table, but that I am representative of all those people that I've been sitting with. So that when I sit at the head of the table, it's actually everyone is taking part in my glory at the head of the table and thus all taking part in the same source of glory. So, I think it's not I think it's not about the outcome at the end where you end up, but about the process by which you get there and the process by which we recognize our interrelatedness with all these people that are that we are with. And that a glory that that lowers somebody else is not really glory at all.
2: Right. And I think that in your use of glory and kingdom, and I think that there's also a making of room Mm -hmm. that, you know, when you put yourself in that lead position, if you put yourself in the front, you're saying, I'm making sure that if anybody's going to be left out, it's not me, Mm -hmm. that I've already got my seat. I've already found my place. And that in choosing instead to take the lowest place that you're saying, I need to make sure there's room for everybody else, um, which, again, invites everybody to the kingdom and shares in the glory. Mm -hmm. Um, So that kind of goes into my point um, where I wanted to
1: talk about in verse 12, uh, when it's when Jesus says, when you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers, your relatives or rich neighbors. neighbors." And I wanted to touch on this part where he says, in case they may invite you in return and you would be repaid because I don't know, something that really sort of changed my perspective um, on a lot of my relationships was we had um, Jeffrey Zlotnick from Dharmabam Temple come and speak at the cathedral. And he had talked about examining our intentions um, with other people or with items or goods. uh, Why do we feel we need to engage with these things or these people and I thought that was really interesting as I examined my friendships, my work relationships, school relationships, um, was I entering in this relationship to or engaging with it so that you know it might be a really mutually transformative and engaging sort of thing? or am I doing it? just perhaps I don't know, this is, this person's a good connection. I should know them, I should talk to them so that they can connect me to this person. I can achieve status with them. And even in the smallest ways, I realized that my relationships were like that. And of course, like that makes sense because usually, well, many relationships are mutually beneficial, right? You know, friendships and and the like. Um, But is that what our effort and our actions in that relationship, is that what that's hinging on, our intentions? Or is it hinging on an intention to engage with them, to love them, to really, um, humble yourself down, um, as we had talked about with the the glory and whatnot and realizing that I'm not the most important person here in this room right now. And, um, whereas these, this evaluation, when we meet people, of what can they do for me? Or I feel like it does, of course, have an evolutionary advantage, you know? Um, but, how how i would just invite people to listen and to them to think and be mindful of their intentions when they engage with literally anyone or anything any action you know what is my intention in doing this um is it because i want to be repaid is it because it benefits me and and don't judge it though you know don't demonize yourself because of course people want to enter in beneficial relationships right but I think just noticing it and being mindful of it and um, inviting that practice into your life would be cool because that really changed a lot of my perspective.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that Maya in in opening ourselves up and analyzing a little bit of what our intent is behind our actions is powerful in any situation we're in. But particularly when it comes to that gift of invitation, Because it's so important to consider who we are inviting, not from a place of power, as David spoke, um, but as to who needs to be invited to the table, which kind of transfers into my point, point number three, which is who is invited to this table, this banquet table, and who is invited to the Lord's table. And we are called pretty clearly not to invite the important, as you read in your verse 12, but those who might be overlooked or excluded. And so in verse 13, it says, but when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind. Well, naming those people as such is not necessarily saying specifically invite those people, but watch out for people who might be excluded, who might be overlooked, and ensure that they have a seat at the table too. Which is a really powerful conversation, not just in Jesus' day, but also in the day and time that we're living in now. Because particularly those of us who are privileged have an obligation to take the lowest seat, to create more room at the table for these people who have been overlooked and are excluded, regardless of whatever reason that is for. And it's a call not just to see those people and to know it, because there is a gift in seeing But the greater gift is in being seen, because so often the people who don't have power, who are in this fragile position, you can feel invisible and like the world has gone on and moved on without you. And Jesus calls us to step out of that and to make sure that there's room for everybody at the table and particularly at the table, which often means, and Jesus is real fond of doing this, making us very uncomfortable. Mm. (laughs) It means reaching out to the person that you're least comfortable interacting with. And maybe for you, that's the poor, the blind, um, those that are disenfranchised because of beans, but maybe that's somebody that you disagree with um, and whose voice you would rather not have on the opposite end of the table as yours. But regardless, we're all invited to the table and it's our obligation to make sure that there is room for everyone. And Then in 14, we transfer over and Jesus gets right to it and says, and this isn't because of you're going to get a reward because these people cannot repay you. You're doing this because this is the kingdom that I'm calling you to live in. And it's not about the kingdom when you get up to heaven. It's about bringing this kingdom to earth now and we are called to make ourselves uncomfortable and to live into this message that Jesus is sharing with us in parable after parable and after parable of inviting others to the table and making room for everybody.
0: Yeah, and I think and I think he's also making clear that you are not going you while you may you won't be repaid with an invitation to another banquet but Mm-mm. you will be repaid in relationship with people that that God is both in in highlighting a place in teaching in in telling a parable, both from the perspective of God as the inviter and God as the one being invited. Jesus is saying you will find God in both places. God's going to invite you, but also you're going to find God in the people that you invite that you think don't deserve a place.
2: And it's an opportunity to see a better version of ourselves. Right. Because mm-hmm. when we get out of our comfort zone, when we invite the people who are less least likely to be at the table, then our own value, our own personal value is increased by virtue of being in company with them.
1: Absolutely.
0: All right. I think that's David.
2: three points.
0: Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. It's amazing how it happens. It all comes together. You know? <laughs> um, so that's three points uh, to recap. Uh, point number one was mine, and it was about uh, that first part of the story about not so much about the end of our journey but about the, the, the opening up to glory, and not just our own glory, but the glory of everyone around us and how recognizing God's glory in everybody helps us recognize the real source of glory in ourselves, which is God's mm-hmm. and our communal Glory with one another. Number two was Maya's, and it was about uh, examining our intentions: why we're doing what we're doing, and what are, what what uh, what kind of means we are taking, and to what end. And then number three was Charlotte's, and it was about being intentional about who is being invited to the table and opening up the table continuously to um, to make room for those voices that. have too often and too long been silenced and oppressed. So, Mm -hmm. uh, having heard that conversation, uh, Charlotte is going to read the gospel one more time and see if you hear anything different this time through. Luke chapter 14, verse 1 and 7 through
2: 14. On one occasion, when Jesus was going to the house of a leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal on the Sabbath, they were watching him closely. When he noticed how the guests chose the place of honor, he told told them a parable. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not sit down at the place of honor in case someone more distinguished than you has been invited by your host. And the host who invited both of you may come to you and say, give this person your place. And then in disgrace, you would start to take the lowest place. But when you are invited... Go and sit down at the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he may say to you, Friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. He said also to the one who had invited him, When you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors in case they may invite you in return, and you would be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed, because they cannot repay you. For you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous.
0: All right, that is our podcast for this week, the week of September 1st, uh, proper 17. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We would love to hear from you uh, about any of your faith discussions, reflections, or stories from this week, uh, or about any exciting meals that you have tried for the first time or are your go-tos. We'd love to hear those and share those. Um, so you can uh, send us all those communications uh, either through the website, www.myfaith2go.org, where you can also find all of those Faith to Go resources to use this week. You can contact us through uh, Instagram, at faith to go where we also put up Instagram story polls and some other posts throughout the week for your reflection. Or you can email us, go at So we'd love to hear from you. Make sure you go uh, rate and review the podcast to help other people find it. And until next week, we all say goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Bye. everyone.